I mean, when he stepped back, I mean, it was like the parting of the sea. I mean, the whole field was wide open. It was unbelievable. My, my dad said like that he and I could run through that hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, I wouldn't have got 64 yards. I was like, maybe I got five. He's like, I feel like you could have got a first down. <laughs> I feel like you could have gotten first. <laughs> uh. Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I reviewed Georgia's 42-10 win over Auburn in the 127th edition of the Deep South's Oldest Rivalry. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at mygotapodcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxiatime, at oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E dot com. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. All right, Deep South's Oldest Rivalry. Uh, ended up not being uh, well. Certainly wasn't close. Uh, at least by the end of the game, kind of kind of ran away with it. It was that was nice. Yeah, it was. It was. It was incredibly nice uh, to have a bell to bell kind of domination from pretty much both sides of the ball. I mean, I think if you're outside looking in, uh, unbiased observer, you're probably wondering why Georgia didn't beat beat these guys like sixty something, right? Uh, and it could have easily been a shutout too, had they not had you know some mistakes and some missed tackles. Like it could have easily been a shutout. Yeah, I mean their points came off of the the fumble at the beginning of the second half, and then just the poor the poor tackling. I mean, <laughs> like the, the touchdown never the touchdown never should have happened. Um, but no. but such is that. Um, so how I, I do have to, I have to ask how the how the pumpkin patch was. I, I saw some good pictures, some great photos came out of it. I know that. Yes, always good photos at the at Bert's Pumpkin Farm. Um, yeah, I mean it was great, man. It's you know it's kind of like an annual tradition for us around my wife's birthday. My, birth- my wife's birthday is this week, so she always likes to go to the pumpkin patch sometime around her birthday. So that was this past weekend, and so we did that. And um, I think that our <laughs> our after spot is uh, over at Amicalola Falls, um, the conference center over there, and. The last few years, like that facility has been rented out. So our, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember o- that last year. Our overlook, our overlook spot is, uh, is, is not, we haven't been able to partake in that fully the last few years, but it's still a good view. And we did grab a table, um, but it was just in the full sun. <laughs> okay. So it was rented out again this year. Like it it's was. been the best. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, another wedding. <laughs> People in these fall weddings, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In- including my family, which is why uh, my, my parents were not the game, but I digress. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a good time, man. A good time with family. Again, same, same folks we went to the beach with. So it's been a few weeks of oh, nice. family yeah. events. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I, uh, I, 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 had a, I had a great day as well. Um, you know, started off the morning. Um, well, I got in Friday, stayed with my parents. Uh, I got to spend the evening with them Friday night. And then Saturday, hit it on over. Uh, thanks to UGA Rugby Club um, for hosting us. Uh, we had some technical issues with with our internet. Uh, so with our, with our Dog Central live stream in the morning. So kind of is what it is, but got to meet all those folks. Uh, got to see, uh, Chad Barker. He was doing some live painting. Um, I had met him over, huh? 
That was cool. It was very cool. And I, so I had met him over at our buddy, Mark Reagan's tailgate last year. Um, and it was, it was pretty cool because there's a, a story that I told him about Mark that actually inspired a painting that he's working on for Mark. So I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> um, so that was cool. Uh, got to meet uh, governor of Dixie. Uh, he, he, he's the guy, turns out he is the guy that was involved with rugby, UGA rugby that, uh, Josh had been talking to, to work through all that stuff out. So, uh, definitely if you need a place to park, they're doing that the rest of the year. So 20 bucks to park at the glass building. It's right there at, at Millage and Baxter. Um, okay. So when, when we, when we wrapped up there, uh, John, so John Smith came with me to the game. So we took my car over to park and we, we, I will say we attempted to hit raising canes on the way in, but <laughs> it was, it was so packed. The parking lot was so packed. I think people were like parking, you know, they do game day parking there, I guess. And so we we're like abort, abort. <laughs> so we just drove past it. Uh, it was uh, nuts and, ouch. uh, and over parked and, and hit, uh, hit, hit, hit Greg's tailgate. And, um, it was, it, there was a lot of people there. So there was, uh, uh, at the tailgate, uh, doing some fundraising for Bulldogs battling breast cancer this past weekend. Um, Keely Ringo's mom stopped by the tailgate, um, got to meet Valkyrie dog and Natty dog. Uh, they came by, um, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I've missed a ton of people, but it was fun. Uh, our buddy Patrick was there with, with his wife, Megan and, and their youngest. Awesome. And then, uh, he had his buddy there. So it was a good time. It was a good time. Swung by hug dogs tailgate after the, uh, after dog dog walk. So we were like all over, you know, with a three thirty kickoff, we had kind of more time to operate. Um, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. I can't imagine what it would have been if you had a night game, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, seriously. I probably wouldn't have survived. I needed it to be three thirty. <laughs> either that, or you would have had to start the day much later. Um, so I like it. I yeah. like it. It sounds like a good time, man. I'm super jealous. One of these days I'll get up there again. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was fun. So yeah, so John John came and sat with me in our seats, and then uh, so it was John and I, my sister and my nephew again, um, and then a, a, you know a couple other folks to round out the group. So fun time, good times are had. John got to meet Coach Trill. Coach Trill came and stopped by pregame. We got we snapped a picture. It was fun. Excellent. <laughs> Speaking of Coach Trill, let's let's hit our uh, let's recap our picks really quick. So you have moved back into the lead. Uh, you are, I think, two two overall picks ahead of me. So you went five hundred this week. I went three and five. Puts you back overall of the season at twenty nine and nineteen. I'm twenty seven and twenty one. So you gained you gained some ground on me. So I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Coach Chill, for checking this. Um, Let's see. I just kind of thinking through, let's see, we did. So after, you know, this dominant win, uh, we went back to number one in the eight people, uh, stayed at number two in the coaches. Um, okay. So I, I've got some kind of like random somewhat through the timeline of the game of when I did some rewatching, uh, a couple of things that I, I called out or noticed one thing that I had been wondering. And for some reason I had not said it to you, but I've been wondering this, something that I felt like had been absent this year was that defensive line shift. You know what I'm talking about? When we would like shift before mm-hmm. the snap and cause a false start. And that happened this game. And I don't remember if we've been doing that this season. I, I felt like it's been kind of absent. Uh, we definitely did it in this game. So there was a play where Jamon Dumas Johnson actually like clapped and then the he whole clapped. line shifted. Yeah, I saw that. I do. I do remember that. I remember distinctly thinking to myself, oh yeah, they like to do that. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm still amazed that that's illegal. <laughs> especially I mean, with the clap. I feel like I feel like we kind of got away with one, especially with the clap. But I'm I'm fine with that. The clap, the clap, maybe. Yeah, that's you're right about that. Yeah. Huh. Well, I guess we'll have to watch that space because that's yeah. like a simulated snap, right? Right. Exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. But they didn't. They didn't jump at the clap. It was when our guys all shifted right after the clap. So. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, we, we've been doing that shift thing for years and caused a lot of false starts. Um, I don't know. Maybe this was the first, like, especially at home, right? Like, I mean, it was loud, like the environment. This was a nice, like, 3.30 kickoff, loud Sanford Stadium environment. So I'm sure that kind of helped, you know, uh, with the noise to try something like that. I'm glad that you mentioned – I'm glad that you mentioned our, our MVP of the game, the, mm. the, false, the false start penalty. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, hey, and you know, I um, something that I don't even remember if we talked about. I know uh, I heard it get talked about some other places. Was you know this was Auburn's first road game of the year. Uh, they'd been at home the entire season, so you know, and uh, with a freshman quarterback, uh, I think they did. I think they did struggle with the environment a little bit, based on yeah. full starts. Yeah, very much so. Let's see. I did see, you know. Not to keep harping on it, but Lad did have another muff punt, um, kind of yeah. a bummer. So we're gonna need to we're gonna have to have a conversation about Lad um, when it comes to our offense here. Yeah, he 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 did have a big punt return later in the game, so it really is. And he at least he, we didn't lose the punt that he dropped. But got to get I don't know, got to shore that up. Got to shore that up. He's had a season of the dropsies, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did see, I was reading, uh, when I read Graham's 12 takeaways, I think he had called out, like, at receiver, I think he only had one, I think he had, like, six targets and five catches or something like that, but the one the one that he didn't catch was the one where he was, I, I don't know exactly what happened. Um, should have been a touchdown pass. Should have been a long touchdown pass. And either he was overthrown, or I've seen some folks talk about he kind of had a stutter step as well, so. yeah. I'm, I'm, there are a couple of those deep balls. There was one to lad and the other one was, I want to say, I can't remember who it was, but he had a couple of long balls that were very clearly walk-in touchdowns. Yeah. But I'm, I'm putting those on the quarterback. Sorry. Yeah. I think that's fair. I forget the other one. I think the other one was Brock. I think. Um, well, Brock had another one where that Stetson just like skied it. Yeah. He, I think he did have one. You're right. But there definitely was one that he had to Brock that like just went way too high for Brock Bowers. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to in, to indicate that it was Brock's fault. <laughs> I mean, yeah. another overthrow. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I, I okay. don't know. I, I don't know what. I don't know what's what's going on there. I heard some rumblings that he was knocked up after the Missouri game. I saw Seth Seth Emerson had mm-hmm. tweeted out something about that today. Um, talking about how there were rumblings that he had, was knocked up, had some knocks uh, after the Missouri game. And then Kirby Smart said something about how he was kind of battling through some things. Yeah. Um, so, like, maybe there is something to the, you know, Stetson's hurt. I don't know how, to what degree. I mean, it sounds like it's almost the way that Kirby's making it out to be, which is, you know, Kirby speak, right? Right. Um, the way that he's making it out to be is that it's like, you know, typical every, every football player at this point in this, in this, in the season is right. Has got some kind of injury. Right. Right. 
So well, I think Stetson seemed to be kind of making it out to be that way as well. But I mean, I do remember there was like a there was a shot he took in the Missouri game where I remember he kind of got up and was kind of you know kind of moving his shoulder around a bit. And then um, you know, what, what I what I saw what Seth was saying was that it looked like Stetson came out kind of early and was trying to loosen up his shoulder before the mm-hmm. game. So yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, so yeah, I don't know how much I mean, he definitely has looked a little. A little off, although this game was much better, well, at least in the second half. <laughs> I mean, the first half, what? I, I know there was like under 50 yards passing or maybe even lower um, in the first half, um, yeah. but definitely turned it around in the second half. It was, it was, yeah, he, he turned it around for sure. I think that um, it's one of those things where I really wish and really hope and there are some games on the schedule coming up where we're going to need them to be a first half team yeah. instead of relying on being a second half team. Cause I don't want to get into a situation where offense is struggling against a, a fast paced attack. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Um, there's somewhere that I want to get to relatively quickly, but I have one question for you before we get to that. And it was like, okay. what the heck was Harson doing when he called that fake punt in a scoreless game? <laughs> In their own territory. Oh my gosh, dude. I feel like everybody <laughs> in the stadium was like, man, that guy's an idiot. Like, like, I can't believe he did that. And like something that like, I didn't really remember from being there at the game. Um, but in watching it back, like it was like a, you know, like when the offense does, like I call it like a check with me play, you know, where like the offense lines up, they, everyone stops and looks at the sideline, waits for the call. And then they line up, you know, they get the play call and then they do it. Like, they did that on the fake punt. Like the special teams, the punt unit was lined up. They went and looked at the sideline and then they ran a fake punt. Like talk about telegraphing it. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Right. Yeah. That was, that was, that was just insane. The whole thing was insane, but at least we stopped it. I mean, you know, we, we've been susceptible to the fake punt and it was a great play by Nolan Smith. I mean, I think like we were kind of overloaded. Like there was a hole there. Like we had fewer guys on that side of the line. Mm-hmm. And that's why they went for it. But great play, great individual effort by Nolan Smith to to make the stop. So that was good to see. Good to see. Yeah, I think there was, uh, was it the last game that we talked about this? Was it Missouri that we, he had a, an open field tackle that if he did and made the tackle, like, mm. uh, like yeah. he, and he, he did, he did in this game. So that was nice to see. Yeah, for sure. So I guess where I was kind of wanting to go was to talk a little bit about the the run game and I guess even maybe specifically the offensive line. Um, you know, on the on the side of the backs, right, where you know Kendall Milton went down with apparently a groin injury, um, and kind of in steps Branson Robinson. And we had wondered what would happen if we saw Dejon Edwards get get featured. And so I don't know how much some of this stuff happened because of Milton's injury or what the plan was going in or not. But, um, between Edwards and, and Robinson, um, they were phenomenal. Um, and we've, we got to see, I think, I, I don't know, maybe you should rant about the offensive offensive line more often, John, because they responded. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I mean, I think that I chalk it up to the fact that they figured things out in the second half of the Missouri game. And maybe this, this yeah. coaching staff is just, has just figured out what's going on. So, um, you know, I, I mentioned it like we, the, the offensive line is good at certain things. And Graham was very, very good at calling that, calling attention to that. And it makes sense given what we've seen. Cause I believe that they, 
did a lot of those things. I think it was uh, was it it was it was gap gap blocking, and I know that George Foster um, had some some things good things to say about this as well. So it was like the the gap runs and the zone runs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean they they very clearly were doing the things that they do well. Yeah, I think uh, one thing I did see again from what some Graham wrote was actually like. It looked like one of the key things was they actually did better on the zone runs. So it wasn't like we were doing like 80, 20 or anything like that. It was still, um, I think it was closer to 50, 50 ish. Um, but they had success with, with the zone scheme, uh, yeah. which is good, right? Like cause now if they can do both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah. And, and it could just be that, you know, any, any given week you have a bad performance or whatever. It was a road game last time. So like, I think that, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. I'm just glad that they stepped up and played. And I would love to be wrong about this offensive line and this offensive line coach. I hope that they over make me eat my words on, on questioning them. I will say that to do this against an Auburn team is going to be a little bit different than doing it against, say, a Tennessee or a you know, dare I say Alabama in the SEC championship game, although they looked a little shaky this weekend too. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I just think that I it, it was Auburn, which in any given year is like, well, it's still Auburn. But this year in particular, I feel like, because literally every Auburn person that I know avoided talking about this game like the plague. Mm. And anytime it came up, they were just, they just shook their head and rolled their eyes like, just they're just so dejected man like just so dejected <laughs> yeah they are they are um i had mentioned patrick game he, he he brought his buddy with him who who's an auburn guy and um oh he, brave soul right <laughs> that's, that's what greg said when i asked him if i could bring an auburn guy to the tailgate <laughs> um but i think you know he was just being realistic um you know as we were talking through everything before the game um yeah but yeah man i mean um Hope I hope uh, I did want to shout out uh, Alex Garnto. Hope hopefully that he, he wanted us to show some love to the O line uh, after <laughs> after that performance. So hopefully, yeah, ho- hopefully that did it. Um, I'll put some I'll put some respect on their name. I'll put some <laughs> respect on their name, especially. So here's the other thing though, like you know the offensive line performed well, and so like kind of in a situation like you know when you have a running back or sorry a quarterback that the the team is confident in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody kind of performs better, right? Right. Um, if you have a quarterback that's in the game that you don't feel super confident about, like you have a tendency to underperform, right? Right. But uh, I think the same could also be said for the running backs too. Not to say that the running backs have been awful, but like there was a very clearly a different, there was a different feeling. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm guessing that, that Josh's stats are going to, bear that out i haven't seen the the deep dive on the stats just yet but um i believe that we have our running back one and running back two based on that particular game i'm hoping that that the the coaches see the success that we had in the run game i mean we rushed for over 300 yards combined yeah and the bulk and the bulk of those yards came from these two players branson robinson and dejan edwards like it was the coming out party for the two the two young bucks. Yeah. And I have been, I've been, you and I have been talking about Dejan Edwards. Like I've been talking about Dejan Edwards since last season. Yeah. Um, 
Branson Robinson has shown flashes this year. And from what I understand, it's like part of the reason that he hasn't been more featured is because of his run blocking ability or whatever. Or, yeah. uh, sorry, pass pass protection. Right. Um, but uh, but those two guys stepped up and played and played really well. Um, and I'm hoping that they continue to get a chance, particularly against Vanderbilt, then against Florida. And I'm really excited to see what this team can do against Tennessee down the road. Yeah, it's it's interesting uh, if you just just look at the snap counts. So Edwards had 25 snaps. So did McIntosh. Uh, but then Branson Robinson right there with, with 19, 19 snaps played. Um, yeah, Which man. I don't, I don't remember what the snaps were for Dejan, uh, in the week before, but I believe it was a good bit higher, right? Uh, I have to check. I don't recall either. Um, more, you know, more snaps this week than last week. You mean? I believe so. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like it was more because last week he didn't really like until that last drive. I mean, like he was in the game, but then he totally dominated that last drive. I like, played that whole drive against Missouri. Um, but here, I mean, he was there. I mean, he was in there like the whole game. So, you know, I will never know whether that was a plan or not, you know, with, without, like if, if Kendall Milton doesn't go down, um, we'll never yeah. know. But I mean, he only, Milton only played five snaps before he got injured. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Kendall, man. I feel like he's always been hurt. Like it's just like yeah. the, the injury bug just seems to hit the poor kid. Yeah. Just when, he, just when he's starting to come back and then. All of a sudden, he gets another another injury. If it was, if I remember correctly, it was the groin, right? Yeah, groin. groin that's what I saw. Yeah. So that's another one of those injuries, kind of like a hamstring. That's, um, you know, that's 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 not a. It's gone. It's like a nagging injury, right? Like that's one of those things that can continue to come up. Yeah. I can't remember what running back it was that was. Didn't we have a running back like Sonny Michelle or No Sean or something like that that always had like a groin injury that was just constantly bothering him? I, Sony always had something, but he, he would tend to play through it. Um, yeah. whatever it was, but yeah, yeah, it could have been it. So, you know, the, the, the snap counts were, were there in, uh, but the, the carry distribution was very different. So you had Robinson and, and Edwards, both with well carries. Um, and then McIntosh only had eight carries in the game, but so yeah, Robinson 98 yards net, uh, Edwards, 83 Edwards with three touchdowns on the ground and Branson with that one touchdown there at the end of the game. Uh, yeah. It was. I mean, yeah. It felt like running back university again. It felt like RBU, and uh, the school put out a great uh, video on Twitter actually of uh, after Robbins, after Branson Robinson scored that touchdown. They've got him on the sideline saying RBU baby, RBU. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, there was another one. Uh, one of the one. Of, I think it was Kenny McIntosh's touchdown, hmm. if I remember correctly. There was a run that Dejan had where he got down to like the one yard line or something like that. And I feel like Kenny McIntosh punched it in. It was just yeah. another, like we had the situation in the previous game where I think Kendall Milton scored the touchdown. Hmm. And like, like I said before, like Dejan Edwards did all the hard work for that particular <laughs> touchdown setup and he didn't get the reward. So he should right. have had four touchdowns in my opinion. I just right. kept screaming at the TV. I was like, give the kid his touchdown. Like cannon, cannonball him again. Like give it to him. I remember, I remember you texting me that actually when that happened during the game, that was pretty funny. Uh, a cool thing on that Macintosh touchdown was, um, uh, Brock Bauer is actually like motioned into basically like a, like a fullback. And he was like the fullback on that play and was a lead yeah. blocker. That's pretty cool. I like I don't know. I, I, I like a good fullback. <laughs> <laughs> you like a good fullback play, yeah. Little, and then how fun. about like so uh how was it 
I mean, I know it's apparent on the, or the replay, but I'm just going to say on the Stetson Bennett 64 yard touchdown scamper, like he was running right to where we, where I sit in that ends. Like that's the end zone he came to. I mean, when he stepped back, I mean, it was like the parting of the sea. I mean, the whole field was wide open. It was unbelievable. My, my dad said like that he and I could run through that hole. Uh, <laughs> Um, I was like, I wouldn't have got 64 yards. I was like, maybe I got five. He's like, I feel like you could have got a first down. (laughs) I feel like you could have gotten first. (laughs) Uh, But like, holy cow, it it was so open. And uh, man, like what a run. I, I just, I just love that. For Stetson, look like look like he was having fun out there. Yeah, and if he if he'd have connected on a couple of those deep balls, he would have hit the magical, you know, <laughs> two hundred fifty yards passing right. in one rushing touchdown. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just remember watching that. Like, did you ever play NCAA football? Like on 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 the video games on like on Xbox or whatever? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> if you ever played if you ever played those games, um, whenever the whenever you got you broke off a long run, <laughs> I just remember was it Brad Nestler or somebody would always be mm. like he can he can scoot yeah <laughs> nice yes yes <laughs> that's exactly what I was saying that's exactly what I was saying as soon as I saw him take off into that green space I was like he can scoot oh <laughs> uh, uh, man yeah I don't know so yeah I mean you know I guess the uh, we we talked about it, right so the a little slow start again, but by the end of the game, offense, uh, you know, got it going. The, the defense was really going all game. I mean, like we talked about, right, the one the one missed tackle led to the touchdown, and the the field goal was on the short field from the one Stetson fumble to, at the beginning of the second half. But um, I'm excited about uh, Bear Alexander, um, just to call out another player. Like, he looked really good in this game. Um, he's someone who wasn't playing much early and has really has really started to come on um so that's Mm -hmm. that's encouraging um and man you know malachi almost had another like that pick that he was almost a pick and like it was the right call i mean he he had it but the ground knocked it out uh would have been it was looked very similar to his pick against oregon kind of diving back uh for starks but you know it would have been a heck of a play but you know ultimately i think they made the right call yeah the I mean, bear, bear stepping up, getting an opportunity, you know, it's, it's definitely something that we need from, you know, with him. And then, uh, I think Logue and, um, uh, stack house, mm-hmm. you know, those guys need to step up for us with, uh, whenever Jalen Carter's not in the game, like we need those guys to be completely on their a game for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it was good to see, you know, um, we when we were when we did our preview, it had sounded like initially that Smile Munden was going to be okay, but we knew by by kickoff we knew he wasn't going to play. But you did not mm-hmm. have Smile Munden and did not have Tresman Marshall. Um, you know, Ryan Ryan Davis stepped up. He, he looked good, and he, he's a guy that hasn't really had a whole lot of opportunities and has had, had been battled some injuries himself over his career. But um, you know, he stepped into that starting role, and and, and he looked good out there. So also encouraging. I agree, and uh, I you mentioned smile. Like obviously, he's a big part of the defense. So having him available would have been even better here. So yeah. you like to see that you know two two studs on the defense were out, and we were still able to completely dominate them on the defensive side. I mean, you look at the that's that's probably the biggest takeaway for me was just how impotent it was. Just how impotent the 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 offense that Auburn was putting on there had. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, you know, we knew that everything was going to kind of, I mean, you made the comment that 
everything was going to, like as Robbie Ashford goes, so goes Auburn. And, and you were right. And I mean, you know, he did, he ran around a lot, I guess, you know, and he, he got some yards rushing. Um, but I think most of them are all on kind of like in a, in a prevent play, but like, yeah. I mean, he threw the, he had to throw the ball away so much, like, you know? So it's uh-huh. like the, it gets kind of to the, to the Kirby's comments around like, you know, pressure being more important than sex, I guess kind of thing. And I think we kind of, we saw that in this game. Yeah. So I remember, do you remember me talking about that? Like I, yeah. I, I knew that he was going to be trying to get outside or at least either trying to by, by design or having to, because he was being pursued to death. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I, I didn't, th- I didn't see them having a whole lot of success laterally trying to get out, get outside the numbers on us. Like that, that's just something that I felt like we were going to completely own. I mean, now literally the guy like would, it would, it's almost like he was like Justin Fields. You know what I mean? Like he hmm. was, if the read wasn't there, like mm. try to scramble gotcha, and try yeah. to bounce it outside. Like it, it had, it really kind of just smacked of, of the Justin Fields kind of takes that we would have. <laughs> Is that, you know, if, if it's not there, if you, you look once, look twice, nothing's there. All right, better run. And yeah. he just took off to the sideline trying to get outside and our guys are just way too fast for that. So, um, Definitely expected that. I didn't expect it on quite the pace that it did. So it's yeah. it's crazy, man. He was. I, I remember thinking that I was like, golly, this guy's favorite play is to throw it to the to the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So many times he and he he'd roll out and then he just like throw it over their head. <laughs> like, did the guy have did the guy have a brother or something in the in the crowd that he was trying to hit? Like, hey, you <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to throw to Jake Fromm's brother over there on the sideline. I don't know. Jake Fromm was there too. I saw the I saw a picture of him on Instagram. He was there. Yeah, the whole the whole the whole Fromm family was there. Uh, because of because okay. of Tyler Fromm. Because of Tyler, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, that explains it. I didn't even think about that. I didn't put two and two together. I was yeah. wondering why Jake didn't have any any UGA paraphernalia on. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't. I hadn't seen any. I didn't see that. Um. What 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 did surprise me on their offense was Tank Bigsby's stat line, uh, nineteen yards on ten carries. <laughs> so that's the thing that every Auburn fan that I am connected with, like that's like one of the first questions I asked them was like, "Is Tank hurt? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel about Tank?" And like they just get so upset. <laughs> <laughs> like it really is. It truly is. Like you want to talk about a head coach that comes in. And hey, we have this superstar that like really has been a problem for the SEC for the last several years. Like the he just fell off a cliff. Yeah. Like how do you how do you underutilize or how do you like get the least amount of production out of one of the like historically better play offensive weapons in the SEC? How does that happen? And to yeah. me, that's that's just the the tip of the iceberg in terms of the fireable offenses that this guy has brought to Auburn. And it mm. would shock me to see him still employed at Auburn at the end of the season. I think, was it Dustin, someone in the, in the dog central test uh, text thread that said, um, you know, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if Harson knows how much it co- how much an Uber costs from Athens to Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Like just, oh, just leave him, just leave him on the tarmac when you get home. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't see him lasting. Um, don't fall for the burning hard uh, tweets because uh, <laughs> there was already a hoax uh, saying that he was fired. But um, yeah, check 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 your sources on the Twitter. But yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, I don't think this was quite big enough of a blowout, I guess, to see the immediate firing. Um, but I don't see him lasting the season. And yeah, I mean, and doing that with tank baby. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's their offensive line. They just don't feel like they can run, but man, 10, 10 carries for a guy like that is a head scratcher. I mean, granted it wasn't working, but still, yeah. it just seems weird. I mean, he, and he's, I feel like he's one of those kind of like volume carry guys that he kind of gets going. You get him lathered up kind of deal, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, 10 carries is just, that's a head scratcher. I don't know. Anyway. The only thing I can, th- only thing I can muster or think of is that you know they just felt like they needed to throw the ball, and maybe I, I, I don't know, man. I got yeah. nothing. Yep. I got nothing. Yep. Yep. Fair. Well, uh, before we wrap up, I do want to remind everyone that season three of My Got a Podcast is presented by Oxia Time. Um, so Oxia Time is a custom watch company, and if you want to commemorate the dog's national championship in style. You've got to check out their Georgia National Championship timepieces. John, I wore mine to the game again this weekend. Um, Got a lot of good compliments and and feedback on it. Uh, One thing that I've noticed and that I I told uh, John Canaris, the the owner, is that I've actually enjoyed having the freedom from my Apple Watch on game days. Um, I don't, I'm not sitting there, you know, like checking my notifications the entire game. And I'm like enjoying those around me. Um, I'm enjoying the game, paying attention to the game. Uh, and you know, like I'm walking the distance I'm walking regardless. Uh, so (laughs) something that I've, I've kind of enjoyed the last couple of home games. So yeah, pretty cool. You don't don't have the need for the constant data, the the constant data, uh, points coming in. Yeah. So I, I get that too. I wore mine this weekend as well. Um, I wanted to, I had my game day apparel on. I asked my wife before we went to the pumpkin patch, I said, do we have, are we taking, are we like going to like seriously do family pictures again? Cause we did some, we did some at the beach and we have like formal fall pictures. Right. Like later, later this month or whatever. I was like, are we going to do this? She's like, no, I'm just going to take pictures of the kids. And I was like, okay, well I'm going to wear my game day apparel. And she goes, that's fine. And so yeah, I, I had my watch and everything. And, um, there might not, there wasn't a whole lot of Georgia folks. I feel like maybe everybody was at the game, but, um, <laughs> my brother, my brother and I was like, Oh man, it's so cool. He's, he's very jealous. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, exclusively, exclusively for our listeners, uh, you can get 10% off these time pieces by using the code. My got a podcast at checkout. So make sure to go check them out at oxiatime.com. That's a X I a T I M E.com. All right. Let's see. There, I don't know any 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 other kind of lasting thoughts, final impressions on 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 this uh, I don't know dismantling of Auburn. I guess is the best way I can think of it. I guess the, the only thing that we haven't talked about, and maybe it's um, maybe it was next on the list, but um, Thorson, uh, mm. uh, dude, the guy is punting lights out. Yeah, I remember. I remember thinking there was there was a punt that we had where I kind of wanted them to go for it because the the distance was just like. It was one of those like no man's land of like punting because you, you might net like 10, 15 yards if you kick it into the end zone or whatever. Mm-hmm. But man, he sky high kicked it and it landed like on the five yard line, four or five yard line or something like that. Yeah. The guy had no other option but to but to catch it. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, he's he he is playing great. Um, yeah, there was a question mark heading into the season, right? You know, how are we going to look at punter? And that's definitely been answered by him. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that was the only other thing that I can recall. Um, yeah, like, like I said, that's, I think that's the only other thing that I can recall. But uh, if this team can figure out, if this team can figure out the deep threat, like yeah. being able to consistently connect. And I think that, you know, to be fair to everyone, A.D. Mitchell is one of those guys. Arian Smith is one of those guys. As those guys continue to get better and get healthier. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, you hope you hope that you'll have that option coming coming down the road because we're probably going to need it because we need we need the opposing teams to respect the deep ball from Stetson because I don't know. I didn't necessarily notice it because, like I said, the offensive line did really well. I felt like Stetson had all day to throw a lot of these things, which yeah. is part of the reason why it was so frustrating. Mm. <laughs> my my wife and daughter were like, why are you so angry? <laughs> like, <laughs> because because Stetson just missed a wide open man. Like, you missed him here, missed him there. Like, what the heck's going on? I do think um... – I think you and Kim were like kindred spirits on that because uh, Kim was watching at home and she was texting me throughout the game. She was like, she was like on edge the whole game. And like after the game, she was like, that was so stressful. And I was like, I think I calmed down, you know, when it was like 28 to three or something like that. And she was like, I never calmed down. (laughs) So (laughs) it was was a stressful ride for her. You know, you need need to add her to the text thread. Uh, amazing. Um, so a couple of things on what you just, what you just talked through, like first off on like on needing a deep threat, et cetera, like, you know, so Arian Smith and, um, and AD Mitchell did play, but very low snap count. So we'll see Arian Smith only played six snaps. Uh, AD played four snaps. Uh, Blaylock actually only played six snaps. So definitely like, you know, working those guys back in, I, I feel like, like I didn't even remember again, I was in the stadium and I like at the game, I didn't even notice that AD came in, honestly. Um, I mean, like, I didn't realize, yeah, I didn't realize that either. So I don't think he had any targets um, from what it sounded like. He was kind of like decoy, just kind of like running some routes. Um, but yeah, so that'll, that'll definitely ha- help. Um, one thing, I, I guess maybe one thing I, I, I do want to call out, cause this is, um, so you and I both were on there or you were on there at least for a little bit. So we did do it. We did a dog central after dark, like 10 o'clock Saturday night, uh, live stream. And, oh and, and what, uh, one of the things that Josh had brought up, and this is something that I, I, I mentioned, like being in the stadium, I was not on Twitter a whole lot during the game. Like, I guess apparently when the offense wasn't clicking on all cylinders in the first half, the, um, put in Carson Beck crowd, kind of piped up on Twitter. Apparently. Did you see any no. of that? Cause I was totally oblivious to it. I, I found that out from like Josh and John. I didn't see anybody calling for Carson Beck. Okay, good. So maybe we, maybe it's just that we we're following the right people and they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't know. I, I didn't see a whole lot of that. I mean, I feel like I maybe saw it because he was talking about it. Right. 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 But um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that, that I, that's like an irrelevant thing. We're, we're so far beyond the Stetson should not be quarterback situation. Yeah, seriously. Agreed. Cool. Sorry, guys. Get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, he's the guy. 
Just scream at your TV like I do. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, what else? I, I mean, I actually watched a decent amount of other. I mean, I sat and watched the Alabama Texas A and M game. I mean, and we were both watching that and talking about it. I mean, that was that was a crazy kind of end to the day. Um, I was okay. pretty shocked <laughs> by that. Have we have we completely pivoted off of off of the Auburn review, and now we're just talking about the weekend? What do you? Unless you have anything else to, I, you have, to say. I, I really don't. But like, I, I just either. want to make sure before I go down this rabbit hole. Go so rabbit hole engage. And and I I have never seen an Alabama quarterback in the last several years play as awfully as Milrow did in that game. Mm. You want to talk about like when I say we need to have a deep threat. Like we need to have teams afraid of Stetson to throw the ball deep and connect on a consistent basis. Because if this guy Milrow continues to play like he did against A&M, um, and frankly, I have seen him do this as well. Um, they showed up a, a stat board of, of him and uh, Bryce young during the game. And if you look at the numbers, they're, they're pretty consistent. Like, they're both completing passes, blah, blah, blah. They've got touchdowns. He, I think he had more interceptions or something like that. But like the one glaring thing that I saw that was the biggest difference between Bryce Young and Milrow is the fact that Milrow, his yards per attempt were so much lower, like three yards lower. Mm. And that's what I was noticing when I was watching that game because I wanted to watch and see number one, like I wanted to watch the Jimbo meltdown. (laughs) And uh, I also wanted to just see what this quarterback was because frankly, I feel like that every other aspect of that team we can, we can control and can, can contain. I do have one question that I'll get to in just a second about that, but the, yeah, but Milrow was, Milrow was so pedestrian in that game. I mean, he threw, he, he almost threw four, four interceptions. I think he threw three interceptions or something. Like it was yeah. awful. Like he played so bad and that was against a fairly like at least so far th- to this point in the season, a fairly pedestrian A&M team and yeah. a fairly pedestrian looking A&M team. Like there was no serious threat. Like I, I'm very curious what's going to happen when Alabama and Tennessee play this week. John mm-hmm. and I have been texting back and forth about that. Um, I get the people don't want to see Tennessee get any sort of like confidence boost by beating Alabama because I know mm-hmm. that's like that's would be a big statement for Hypo. Um, but I believe that we can beat both of these teams, and. I don't care. I want to crush Tennessee's hopes and dreams when they, <laughs> when they play us in Athens. So yeah, yeah. I kind of want Tennessee to win, but really don't care yeah. who wins either way. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. The, I, I think that there's from from where I sit, from what I've seen from everybody thus far, the SEC is our ocean right now, and mm-hmm. we need to take we need to take this opportunity and continue to get better. I think. If we're being honest, like the quarterback and offensive line are probably the weakest positions right now on the team that we need to see consistently. Mm-hmm. And if we can continue to get better at the wide receiver position, continue to get better at the offensive line position, I don't see any – there's nobody left on our schedule that really – or on our potential schedule that really scares me. The only team that's out there that's floating around that kind of scares me right now in the top 25 is Ohio State and Clemson. Okay. Yeah, not not on the schedule. I mean, for me, I, I feel like our 
our the the back half of our schedule is shaping up to be a lot more difficult. Um, with I mean, we're we're about to hit a stretch, right? Um, right. You know, I mean, Florida they kind of are what they are, but then you got we got Tennessee, uh, we got Mississippi State, we got Kentucky. Um, although Kentucky chopping off, I mean, they didn't have Levis against South Carolina. I still expected them to win even without him, but they didn't. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, the back half of the scale schedule looks a lot tougher. I mean, I, 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 I mean, Tennessee does worry me the most. I mean, I think of the teams that are on the schedule, Tennessee and Mississippi State. Yeah, those are the biggest tests left on on the schedule as as it's written down right now. So well, before the season, before the season, we did pin, or at least I I can't remember if you did or not, but I did pencil in the trip to Starkville as as a potential. Yeah, that was actually when we had John on. Uh, when we had John John Smith on, that was uh, I think that was his answer of the trap game. That when that was the one we kind of all landed on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see, man. But it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch. That. At least we'll have you know some entertainment to watch because we're playing. Uh, we're playing Wanderbilt. <laughs> wah, wah, Wanderbilt. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We'll be we'll we'll be back to pre to preview them soon. We'll. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, Kansas lost. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I we we talked about that uh, on on DC After Dark, and we're kind of thinking like, because someone asked like, should they even drop in the rankings? And they didn't. They actually held uh, at least in the eight people. They stayed right where they were, which I think is right because um, those are two undefeated teams, and it was a it was a close game. I mean, it was a yeah. seven point game, and it stayed a seven point game like the whole time, yeah. or it finished a seven point game. I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of undefeateds out there right now. This could be a season that might. Um... I don't know. At some point, there's going to be some carnage that's going to take place. That's I'll just say that. Yeah. 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 Cool, man. Well, 127th installment, the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Uh, they couldn't hang. We didn't think they could. Um, and they certainly couldn't. I mean, they blew. I, I will say, I, we didn't talk about like our, our actual score predictions. You were a lot closer than I was. Uh, let me call that out really quick. You had, you're actually pretty close. You had 45 to 17. So not yeah. too far off. Um, I, I like had uh, I had thirty to seventeen. I was I loved the <laughs> when I was listening back when I like edit these things. Like you know, I'm sitting there like trying to talk you down and like John, things are fine, like we're good, all this kind of stuff. And then like you predicted this huge win, and I was like, <laughs> I had like a much closer game. Didn't really make sense. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, was, I was told I was told I don't have to be rational. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, I can, I, I can, I can. I can and moan about the about the the offensive line as long as we keep winning <laughs> yeah 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 man um i mean on that note how about like seasons the regular season is halfway over this we have reached the midpoint you know 12 game no. schedule we're six and oh we're halfway it's it's crazy that we're to that point already no i know it doesn't feel like it though it feels like we yeah. just have like a we have like a whole other season left well in this day and age i guess that's kind of true <laughs> but but here we are halfway through the season. Yep. Now, now I'm now I'm a little bit sad. Well, hopefully hopefully we've got more than just the regular season to worry about. And we'll we'll cross that when we get there, but um it's got uh I don't know, this team has the this team has has the potential. I, I think we're not we're not yet what we thought we were after the first two games, but I think we still can be that good. Uh we just got to get a couple things back on track. Agreed. 
we'll uh we'll t- we'll tee it up here soon all right man sounds good go dogs go dogs